0: Welcome back to Cast Me to Hell with me, Seb, and with me, Robbie. And this week we return
1: to Video Nasties with Nightmares in a Damaged Brain (laughs) or Nightmare, depending on, uh, I don't know, depending (laughs) on release. Like,
0: all sorts. I mean, the film's title does just say Nightmare uh but it was released a lot of the video releases and things like that were put under just nightmare and a damaged brain not quite sure why the distinction needed to come but i prefer the title of nightmare and a damaged brain because we've had a lot of fun with (laughs) with that (laughs) while talking about this film (laughs) talking about the damage it will bring to your brain
1: yeah it's an interesting film isn't it um so I think we we decided to return to our Video Nasties um, segment or feature, whatever we want to call them, uh, after you did your little solo episode, yes. um, the Academy to Hell Cinematic Universe uh, solo adventure, <laughs> um, where you spoke about Halloween kind of rip-off. So if you haven't yeah. checked it out, uh, go back and, and check that episode out. The old copycat, horrors. the old copycat horrors. And yeah. it was, while I was
0: researching this, this. like yeah. while
1: I was researching
0: those copycats, I found this film, and I, I didn't want to cover this film for it because the more I started to hear about this film, the more I was like, this needs to be a Video Nasties episode because this is a this is has a very important part of the Video Nasties history in Britain. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting concept to to go with our our feature the video nasties. Now you'll have uh, if if you've been listening to us a long time you probably know you've probably picked up a couple of features of these video nasties. Uh, We've done video nasties on Last House on the Left on Evil Dead. And and the, burning
1: the Burning, with uh, Neil from We Needed
0: Roads. Yes, again, that one. Well, that one that was one. without me. That was sand, yeah, sans Eep. <laughs> yeah, sans um, me. So, um, yeah, so we, we've covered quite a lot of ground with our video nasties and, and linking into the, the history of uh, how... In the 70s and 80s, basically, Britain went fucking mad (laughs) and decided to blame anything but the actual problems (laughs) on, uh, basically, when people say, like, nowadays, like, video games will turn you into a psycho killer or turn you into a pimp that will hunt down a hose in the street. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's basically that. (laughs) Like, that's basically, like, those modern Karens that tell that kind of thing. Basically, back in the 70s and 80s, they went, "Ah, you know what, anything, like pornography or anything involving horror films basically yeah. is evil and uh, we must smite them from the channels and we will ban them and make them into back alley which actually probably made a lot of the films more successful in some ways yeah. because <laughs> they were like the dirty little secret you know, it's what made horror the dirty little secret of britain at the time
1: yeah and this is a really interesting film in that because um it's it was released in 1981 um, I don't know if you want to get straight into it, but uh, it was, I think, fully uncut. It was released in 2005, I think I saw. And the the DVD that I got was part of like a, a slash a slasher film collection or something like that. Yeah. Because as Seb said, he was researching this uh, for when he did his um, Halloween ripoffs. And then he messaged me saying, we, you know, we should cover this film, Nightmares in a Damaged Brain. And strangely enough, it was a film that I've had for about 10 years, but I've never got around to watching. It yeah. <laughs> just sat on the shelf.
0: I was going to say, I'd literally, I'd never even heard of this film before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was interesting for, for you to have a horror film that sat there and had never been watched. Just never watched. There's, there's always, there is always those horror films, like even oh, when yeah. we love them, there's always those films which we have for years. Um, even recently I've been on a little bit of a like a, a read, like I know I do a horror podcast, so it's not like I was like, I- I'm not really a big horror fan, <laughs> <laughs> but I-, I kind of come through points where like all points when I don't always have a lot of time to do much things, but recently I've gone on to a proper kind of like horror. Like I've been watching so many horrors, yeah. I like, think the most I've watched since I was probably like you know, like 12 to 15 kind of age <laughs> when I basically would just go home and watch every box set of horror films that I've got. But also back then I used to have like I would buy like any horrors I could get my hands yeah. on. I asked my mum to buy any horrors, which then meant my DVD case was full of horror films that I never got around to
1: actually watching. <laughs> yeah, so you do that, you just like stockpile them and Yeah, this was one that I had.
0: Yeah, it, it just is so the, all of those kind of films, and yeah, that's my little thing at the moment is was going back to watch the films that i had never gotten to see yeah. before like i don't know you, you probably got some that you were like ah i've heard of this film so many times but i've never actually watched it kind of thing like mine was don't look now which yeah. i had on my dvd shelf for years or fear.com yeah. and things like that and all of these films and I'd, i'll be honest most of the time majority of them sadly disappointed <laughs> after long long waits they were disappointing but you know I mean, Don't Look Now had some piping. <laughs> yeah, that had some piping. And this film had some piping. <laughs> this well. film had some piping as well. Nightmare in the Damaged Brain.
1: But to talk about it and to talk about our experience, because this was a first watch for both of us. Yeah. So it's important that we we preface the episode with the DVD that we had or the Blu-ray or whatever it was, was notoriously bad for having audio issues. So there were screams that I genuinely think my neighbour may call the police on us because <laughs> it was piercing. They were screaming. They were extremely loud. And then there would be a scene where characters would have no audio. They'd be, their lips would be moving, but you couldn't hear and then it would be quiet and then it would be loud again. So
0: this is the Blu-ray. Like you found out that this is the Blu-ray. Because we've just yeah. been watching this. I, I didn't realise this. I just assumed that this was just the film
1: being No, in, no. I think it's the uh, it's the edition that I got. Okay. So I, your, I your little collection. Because uh, Yeah.
0: I was going to say, one of my major notes on this film was literally like the fact the sound level and the low budget kind of student kind of feel to it. But it was those bits like with the, the with like the shock sound effects that didn't match or put in place, which that one probably was actually still yeah. true of the original, but like, like the big, like, like when we had like the seagull on the beach, yeah, the beach sound, like the screaming was one thing, but there's one scene where it's on the beach and you've got the family talking, but you can't but barely hear because <laughs> the, the squawking of a <laughs> <Yeah>. seagull. <laughs> And all I can think of my head was literally like them filming it, and literally the boom mic guys kind of stood over the top, and there's a seagull just on top of it, just like yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, that's every,
1: what it sounded like
0: every time they talk, just that seagull just screaming yeah. down there. But there there are so many. There's like an investigation scene uh when they're like. When they go from like talking in rom room and then they walk into like like a kind of booth like invest- yeah. like a sit down table to like talk to each other about this investigation and to finding this guy and literally the sound just basically goes like like it's like it literally sounds like we as if we are filming and doing the sound from outside the booth and yeah. they're inside the booth like literally anytime someone walked away from like the main shot of the scene, yeah, it would literally be as if it was like a student film where they haven't actually got anything but the one mic. So it's like, yeah. we can't hear you in the other room. You <laughs> do realise that, right? <laughs> oh, the, the, including the... Um, when, when, uh, when George, uh, our kind of killer cat, calls people... I don't know. I, now this re- legitimately makes me interested now as to whether, can you clearly, like whether you would have been able to clearly hear what he said? Because it just no. sounded like sexual mumbles, but s- mumbles. Like yeah. he was just mumbling down the phone to it. It literally kind of sounded like as if we're, like we're talking now and we get a phone call and it's just some guy like, um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch your legs. Uh, I'm gonna feel your ass. <laughs> <laughs> was like, right. it
1: was like
0: I heard the occasional word. Yeah, of mumbling coming through. The phone. It was. Yeah. yeah,
1: So, yeah. So, yeah, it, it was so bad.
0: Get into this. Uh, get into this film. I yeah. think with this kind of episode, we will build to the notorious video nasty part. But I think, but we talk, need to talk through, through the, the film, film. Yeah. a little bit. We're not going to go too much in depth yeah. with it.
1: Uh, But it was directed by uh, Romano Scavolini uh, who is still active, still still making films. Uh, I think his last film was Two days in 2012. I um, thought you were going to say two days ago. <laughs> no, two days ago, <laughs> because uh, because as
0: we know with his history that he he has a porn background. He has a porn background. So two days ago would make sense for a porn director to be yeah. like uh, he's made about 20 films this week. He's on porn. Huh? <laughs> it's, it's Monday, and he's yeah. now he's already on his fifth film.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the two he's known for is uh, a white dress for Marley 1972, and then nightmares at the a damaged. Re- damaged brain which is also known as nightmare and apparently according to this which is his wikipedia page um the best source of information you'll ever need of course yeah uh, um is also known as blood splash blood splash very weird um (laughs) yeah and the thing one of the things that i did like about this film uh is i'm a i'm a big fan of italian kind of giallo and Italian horror films, I think the, the FC yeah. and yeah, yeah, you know, Fulci and Argento and all of that kind of stuff. So I like the vibe that this had in the low budgetness and particularly the opening of the film, you know, because I mean, it's a video nasty, so that doesn't just include the blood and gore. but you know, Britain was pretty Puritan at the time, yeah. And this opens, you know, with kind of this, this weird kind of, I mean, the, is, did it open? With the deaths or did it open? The opening yes. shot of
0: the film is, is is our is our main guy in, in bed. he's screaming in bed and he has blood on his leg, which I don't believe is ever... ever I don't know deserved. why. He has a yeah. bloody knee for whatever reason and you can see yeah. the blood coming through. And we have, then we get the shot of the the um, his his mother, mother his or mistress. his dad's oh, mistress. I think it was his, mistress, his I think. mistress um, grinding on top of the dad, engaging in, uh, and then we get a severed love. head. Yeah, then we, we get, get a severed head, head in, in a blid, big bloody pile, which is a fairly graphic scene. Yeah, straight away, cool. and and there is a kind of off-putting, especially for us, with the giant screaming that's
1: happening at the yeah. time. <laughs> that was pretty off-putting. Yeah, and at the opening of the film kind of did set the tone pretty nicely um you know there was a really weird bit where we weren't quite sure because yet again we can't really hear but um one of the this child from a family who we end up going to see yeah
0: um
1: cj cj um see i didn't catch any of the names apart (laughs) from the main guy i got caught cj because cj said
0: several times and i know i know uh
1: I know
0: George. <laughs> yeah, George Tate. George Tate. George, George Tate. charming Tate Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: but it's just kind of, I don't know, I think the good thing is, and, and with the Italian kind of aspect that's brought to it, the, the Italian sleaze that's brought to it is when George is released, I mean, it's really hard for us to, for well, for me to follow it narratively because of how bad, it's edited, and then yeah. how bad the I sound mean, was. Stick
0: with that kind of that kind of um, Italian kind of low budget, or yeah. for me, like literally shots where I was literally like, these are the kind of shots I would have done when I was making student films. <laughs> yeah, like literally the <laughs> slow going up the stairs, or the re- slight reaction shot, or things like that. I was like, this is this is so student film. Yeah, like not all of the film is like that, but certain shots, these long lingering shots, like it's like as a student, you're like. Ah, oh, look, look how artsy and cool yeah. this looks. Look at the angle I've done here when really any other filmmaker would go, why are you wasting fucking film? <laughs> like, yeah. this is a waste of our time. But we get that kind of, um, we get like the point of view kind of shot early on. Yeah, which is, so it's very And until literally the very end of the film, we pretty much spent the whole film go like, we no, not the end of the film, about midway through the film. We spent a long time being like, what does this scene have to do with the rest of this film? Yeah. Like, it took a long time to explain the family part of it, the CJ family. Part. Yeah. I swear it was a nearly halfway through before we realized, okay, we're going to be following this family. Yeah. Because <laughs> it takes a long time. <laughs> but we get like that point of view shot with the babysitter in the house. Yeah. You know, and we get one of the first things we talked about was the shaky cam. Yeah. Because you've got the point of view, which itself is like shaky, but then we go onto the roof. And we were literally talking about the fact that we you get this shaky cam kind of footage. And and the problem is because if you're going to go from straight from a point of view shot to shakiest cam kind of camera, yeah. you're going to be like, is this still point of view or, or, or is this not kind of point of view? And it, it's these kind of low budget things. That's followed by like this weird like Team America Thunderbirds yeah. kind of walking <laughs> thing off the roof. Which I believe is the younger boy CJ actually dressed up as someone is what we kind of came to the conclusion, but I'm or not 100% doll, sure. Yeah. Or it's a doll, like the doll thing that he's got. That's why it looked like a puppet kind of thing. I couldn't tell if it was just a guy, but <laughs> there's almost no explanation. Like he falls off <laughs> yeah. the roof and then they're screaming and stuff like that. But there's, there was like, it felt like there was no explanation for this scene. And then we kind of go back to... T- our Taint Man, <laughs> we go to that, the taint Man, yeah, charming Tate Man, <laughs> the
1: George Tate Man, um, and then yeah, it is strange because we get this, we get one of the problem scenes is where he is speaking to his doctor and he's telling him about this dream that he had, and in you know in this this nightmare that is in his damaged brain, <laughs> um, and basically he keeps kind of going on about how he sees, or he has this nightmare where he sees a child with an axe killing someone. Um, But the audio is really so kind of bad that we have this kind of, uh, you know, we have this scene. And then the next thing we know, he's released into New York City. And I said this to Ipo as we were recording. One of the things that I love is, like, I'm sure every 80s film definitely from like the 70s 80s and maybe the 90s made new york city just look like an absolute shit hole. Oh, hole <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. everywhere this if big you
0: shows it's it's so much like, it's like the su- uh, Scorsese effect basically yeah. it's make everything look like taxi driver or something yeah, like. that's it. it just all looks like a piece of shit I said it looked like it reminded me of like because he's going down like this strip in New York <laughs> I could think of was Travolta in yeah. Saturday Night Fever <laughs> like literally going down the only thing he was missing was uh was literally like his his open button shirt which we do get later on and in the of, film and his <laughs> tin of paint it's right but instead we have this guy in a in a uh I don't even know what to call it. I can't even think what the coat the the coat is. I said duster. I was like, That's it was not definitely not a duster. It's not a duster. It's not flame retardant like yeah, It's not It's not that. It's a duster. <laughs> um, it's a flasher jacket. It's a flasher jacket. Yeah. We were literally there. We were literally there. Like, is is it? He looks like he's about to go down the street and flash everybody. And he's got he's got similar um, dirty deed on his mind because then we go straight into a sex <laughs> yeah. like, like a. I don't know what would you call it like a peekaboo show yeah thing like kind of place like it, it reminded me very much of like an Amsterdam kind of thing yeah it's
1: like it's like a peep show you know he yeah. goes in there and he's watching like you know he's watching women dance I'm sure it day, was like, at this point out. when
0: it was like the tits were flashing that the Rob, tits were flashing
1: Rob, Rob came to the conclusion of uh this
0: dude's like Dane
1: Hat. <laughs> yeah he looked like Dane Hat. um and then, you know we got these titties flashing, and it this bit feels like real scummy. You it know? does.
0: This feels this feels like they're embracing the porno yeah. side of the director. Which like. kind
1: of it's kind of cool to be honest. It goes. It definitely sets the tone for a video nasty. I think
0: this is this this is the this is one of the scenes straight away that I think this was the first. Like we've ha- we'd had some violence with the 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 idea of a head being sliced off and yeah. stuff like. We hadn't really had much apart from the, the oddness of the the unsettlingness of the screaming and stuff like that. But this is when it felt, the first one, when I was like, just off of this scene, yeah. I could see why this would have been banned purely because, I mean, it's quite graphic. I don't think I've seen ones that go almost of this level.
1: But well, we see Bush, don't we?
0: we we see but but it's it's the fact like (laughs) it's such a it it was an odd one to be sat in the room with this kind of like the boobs and stuff like the strip show this like first he has like a strip dance kind of thing for a little peekaboo with a bunch of he puts some money and the blinder goes down and like literally all we could talk about was who's the guy who wipes down the (laughs) load yeah the load one (laughs) (laughs) But, um, like, literally, and then, like, after, like, a minute or so, like, it goes back up and he's, like, he's having flashes of, like, this um, sex scene between his His dad and mistress or whatever. And, And, um, but then we go into this other booth, like, one woman actually pays attention to him and wants him to come up to the glass, but he kind of ignores her, like, yeah, you don't look right. I think the difference, I, I think there's something between the fact that the woman at the beginning is brunette.
1: Maybe the woman yeah. in the
0: strip tease is Brunette and he has a reaction. The blonde woman he has no reaction to. No. And then this other one. But it's the graphicness of this scene is that I was literally there, like I've never seen it go that. So it, it's basically we get a low and like a kind of low angle shot. Yeah. Basically, at the bottom of the screen is but yeah and then we get the woman up but she's got like a vibrator in her yeah. hand and she's like she's going at herself she, yeah she, she, <laughs> she's she, having a nice time she's <laughs> drawing clitoral stimulation she's I've talking dirty to insurance. him on the phone it's just the fact that literally i'm I kid, i'm kidding not kidding in the fact that we are like a centimeter yeah. away from like full-on genitalia yeah which is something that you wouldn't have got away with except like it would have been porn it would have yeah. been full-on porn it's pretty the fact that we are literally like right there kind of thing is like yeah. It was it was an odd scene to
1: watch. It was weird. And it's then a he, strange one. To watch. And then we were like, "Yeah, he gets you know he gets a sniff of puss, and he starts like convulsing." He has a
0: full on seizure. Yeah, like literally full on like marshmallow fluff out of his mouth. <laughs> uh,
1: and, and this is the thing. It's like, and I guess this is probably comes down to the to the editing, maybe because the sound was so bad, and there's numerous twists and turns that this film attempts to take but because of the editing because of the you know the reasoning the editing definitely can't be blamed on the copy of your film like the, no, editing, no, the it's, editing it's, it's not bad. great yeah you the editing um,
0: and certain sound things I definitely think are like I think some, yeah. are, some are bad for the Sa- copy because yeah, some just pl- didn't make any sense well
1: sound I think sound placement would have been there but it's the audio levels like we we couldn't figure out why he he was being discharged um although they say apparently you know that he's he's fixed by some kind of um like medicine or something like that we get a brief like one or two lines that we could hear saying it
0: was very quick.
1: He'd been rehabilitated by some medicine, fucked. yeah, or a trial. He fucked in the head. He's fucked before they released. He him. damaged brain. He <laughs> you know damaged I mean? brain. Like
0: he had the dog brain. His <laughs> damaged
1: brain. So they like. So we couldn't hear any of this stuff. And then the reason why it was kind of Halloween ripoff is that um he leaves his kind of you know he he is discharged from the unit or work or the treatment that he's in. And then he returns home to kill his to his home. family. Yeah, the night he came home. Yeah, the night he came All the home.
0: Five or six days it takes to get home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, which is what this film. Well, he like, dri- Yeah, he drives from New York. Day one down day, to Florida. Day two, the fourth day, the yeah. final day. And yeah, there are so many of those in this. Film. There are yeah. so many of those. Um, to list off the head, like literally, like we've got. Figures in the distance. We've got point of view shots. We've got young boy sent off to an asylum for killing a family member. We've got babysitter and babysitter scenes. We've got people dressed like characters out of Halloween. We've got a scene where we get someone who's uh, the babysitter, thinks the masked person is someone else. Yeah. Very sheet kind of style. And it ends up getting herself killed for that. You know, it's all very like doctor traveling to see them kind of thing. Yeah, we get so many of those. It is it is very clear that there are certain things that they decide to lean in on in the kind of Halloween inspiration. Yeah, here. but those yeah, you're right with those kind of. It's, it's very bizarre. A lot of like the stuff. I think there is a point. Like so, before we get to like the first kill, there is a kind of thing of in my head where I was like so far he doesn't seem like he's he seems like he's a weird guy he doesn't seem like he's a killer doesn't it feels like i was almost expecting it to be is there someone else who's the killer was that scene at the beginning where we didn't realize about the puppet guy yeah Uh, was that actually the guy who's the we're now following the guy that's not but we know he has schizophrenia so you know it would come out yeah kind of thing but we get that like bar scene again with bad sound because when we first go in like you can't even hear the singer singing no you can hear like a whisper but then there's just loads of noise. And I was actually half the time there constantly thinking like, so the camera guys like basically got like that one sound
1: mic. Yeah. And they can only film from whoever's like on the right side of well, the mic. Because then in that bar scene, it, it opens up with this country musician playing and you can bet, you can't really hear what he's yeah. doing. And then it goes to a shot of the bar people there and you can't really hear anything. And then as it pans over and it comes to our, you know, an antagonist, I guess you'd say, yes. Mr. Taint, I'm calling him, um, the music just bursts in all it of a does sudden. It like,
0: midway through a kind of through. shot of hearing, like, we can hear a lot of the conversations of the people at the bar, and then so it's like, oh, okay. It's really the loud. music starts. But the
1: point I was trying to say is we, like, the main plot point of him going back to kill his family, we, com- we completely missed um, because we couldn't even hear, you know?
0: I mean, yeah. I mean that. that but I was. But it was that actually a plot point, or was that a twist? I mean, I thought it was been. a twist at the end. Like I didn't think it'd lay the ground because it seemed like it. Because when they did the whole reveal, like there's a jumping right to the end. But still, the twist of like it being his family. We talk about that, but we. I. I don't. I. At least I didn't pick up. And again, this could be a sad issue, but I didn't pick up anything where they actually said about the family. Or well, that this is his family. We were assuming there was a link, obviously. Once we started realizing that the family had something to do in this film, because again, it was it was getting close to halfway where yeah. we really started to understand that. Okay, so we are we are kind of following this family, yeah. and this little boy C.J. and we are kind of following that. But I don't think I really don't think I think that that was meant to be a twist at the end that <laughs> the boy is maybe like, uh, it, this is the, the boy is actually he's the father. And that somehow, which um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think we'll come back to our reactions to that twist. I guess maybe. <laughs> well, well, we I don't know. Yeah, like, well, it? the it was it was
1: stupid. <laughs> so you know, yeah, we find out that basically we found out that he was it was her husband, ex husband. It was her ex husband. Yeah, that's who uh, George T- Tatum is, and that's why he was going back. And that's why he kept calling this house and stuff. And we were like, is this supposed to be a twist or have we missed something? Well, we were waiting for the twist with the little boy because because um, he has this
0: reaction after he's been shot like oops, eight times by the one good. Like literally, he's the worst serial killer ever when he's actually in front of people he just gets fucked by this kid cj (laughs) like the kid has a killer shot yeah um but literally like the the whole twist like i was waiting like because we get this kind of reaction from him to cj like oh wait and we're not sure why he's he says like yeah i think he says cj Maybe that's what
1: he screamed. I don't know. I think that's
0: what he screamed. Like uh, CJ, and we're like, "What the hell!" Like, and then we get along the whole flash. We get the whole flashback to him as a kid. Yeah, the whole like he came into the house, and it seemed like we were suddenly going to get an explanation for what was going on here, or a twist, as if there's like twins or two brothers, or like there's another person, or it's not actually him. But again, that wouldn't make any sense because we've just seen that one guy go around and kill people. So, yeah. you know, that's not the case. But it all seemed like it was leading to the twist. And we, and then I was just like, okay, so they played out the flashback. The flashback's pretty cool. Yeah, the flashback has some the best gore probably in the film. Yeah. Between we're we'll about this, head. and then
1: we'll get to the gore.
0: But yeah, the gore will come. But that whole scene plays out, and that 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 was cool. But again, it's, it was like, oh, okay, so there's not a twist. And then the very like literally right at the end, we have the mother scream and go that's my husband but the problem is you've just seen an entire thing about a young boy who killed his family and we keep getting the idea that he's been in an asylum so then we were literally just there like when the fuck did this guy pipe to get (laughs) like four kids like a family of four when was he well enough that he was allowed to be out Have all these kids like when he would look like he was about 12 years old when he actually killed them anyway. Yeah. So I was like, that guy does not look like he's had time to raise a family (laughs) when he would have been put in an asylum for the rest of his life. And yeah, it it didn't, it made like no, it made no fucking sense
1: at all. Yeah. yeah, I I, I mean, I don't want to shit on the film completely because there was some good stuff, but yeah, no. For some moments there, there was a point in about as we head towards the the final third i know we're jumping around a lot in the film but we can't i mean we kind of do that anyway so we hope you're used to it um but there's, as we there, approach there's this there's a lot of things third, that we're not going to talk because it is yeah. very inconsistent and there is a lot of
0: there's a lot of long parts where like yeah, didn't feel like much was happening at all no
1: but as we get to the third kind of act and the the doctor is finally somehow clocked that he's uh he's gone to florida which we'll talk about in a minute i can hear you laughing because that was an amazing bet as he's arrived um two police officers i think they were police officers um or two people have arrived and they all get into this car together the weird thing is there's a scene where they get out of an airport well, uh, I
0: think in they Florida. all worked at the same place,
1: but they all go, they all um, land in Florida and airport, and they're walking through and they're talking yet again, we get no audio and then the next shot though in a car, we get audio and then we hear that um, the doctor says, you know, this is George Tatum. He knows my, you know, he knows uh, I know him. I know he wouldn't do this kind of stuff. I don't know why he's here. And somebody says, well, I think there's a link. Um, you know, there was a George Tatum who was here, uh, who killed, you know, who killed his uh, dad and his mistress with an axe, just like the nightmares you were describing. It's the same person, and we were just thinking, like, <laughs> what? so did this guy like not know? Like, he's here to all of these nightmares, <laughs> but how the fuck is there not a
0: record on the system? Yes of how the fuck has this guy not known that he killed them? Because it's like, you're his psychiatrist or whatever. Yeah. How would you not know? It would be on his records. Yeah. This, This film has a very loose idea. I don't think anyone actually knows how the police or any of this, any of these systems work. I mean, you've got, no, I think the guy the guy you said I think was actually the guy that was helping with the computer earlier. Well, yeah, I'm gonna mention that in a second, and this Garth marenghi looking fucker with a cigar, yeah, who is just was just, was just <laughs> literally just chomping at the bit the whole film. And I'm pretty sure isn't he just guy with cigar? I think, yeah, he's just he's just guy he's just with cigar. He's not, with I think he's <laughs> um again to so, that's one good scene where it proves that the kind of the lack of consistency, but the lack of actually clear thinking in this film. Yeah. But we got uh, while we're on to that, but we've got to talk about that computer scene because that just <laughs> had us laughing. Um, <laughs> so uh, the 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 cigar guy, the Garth Marenghi guy, whatever you want to call him, um, he um, he sits down at a computer. Now we've had we have had a, a uh, our first. Like we'd had our first kill, which is he, quite he a follows cool, a girl from the bar. Yeah, kind of which thing. is quite a cool
1: um, kill. I
0: think mean, we'll do the we'll do the kills together in one kind of like gory yeah. bit in a minute. But yeah, after he's killed, he he George has taken her car yeah. and things like that. So they're using yeah they're using the fact that they know that George somehow got a car which we thought he'd just taken, but apparently they somehow knew the registration of the car that was left in the middle of the because that's how they started with this. They started with the car.
1: Well, maybe this maybe this comes back to an the issue with the audio because i heard it had issues with the audio so i tried to put subtitles on but the dvd didn't have subtitles on unfortunately <laughs> so i don't know whether they said oh actually we've he's been institutionalized since these murders or oh he was like somehow he got away with it and he was just a dude living his life went piped, had some kids and then started having nightmares and yeah. went in. I don't know. We could be thinking we a twist, thinking is, a twist is
0: something here that actually was explained quite clearly. We could be. But... Holler at us and tell us what you think if you've heard. So basically, we're giving you a review of a shitty Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but we I, don't I... quite know what's happening. No. You could say that this film was way more consistent. We're plucking
1: plot holes where actually there's yeah. not. But we, I would want if I if this came onto streaming, audio issues fixed, I'd watch it again. To see if it makes to see sense if, about, yeah. if it helps. I was going to say, I, I may go and yeah. check.
0: Not, I'm not watching the whole film again. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I definitely think there's that, even with audio issues, I don't think there sure, was sure, a strong probably. enough faces here. But I do think I would go back and check just to see if there's any difference between this one and uh, yeah. if there is a good audio or if the film was just terrible audio. I can't imagine it yeah. was this bad. Well, back um, the but back to the, the computer scene. So... Um, yeah so they're trying. they're trying to look and he goes onto this database and he puts in like the car and the registration that they know that George was using and they find that that was missing and then from there they kind of see where it was about in North yeah. Carolina and then, South
1: Carolina South
0: Carolina yeah okay and, and they're in <laughs> missing cars in South Carolina into the computer, yeah. which again, I'm already questioning that this is how a, a 1980s computer worked, that you could just add the <laughs> question and it would just know this. But we take it from that. And for some reason, every other screen has four pictures of George around it. I don't know why George is on four <laughs> different screens, but they're going to forget from one screen what he looked like. I love that. Um, but they write that in and it literally basically comes up with only one option <laughs> yeah. in the whole of missing cars in South Carolina. It comes up with one option. Option and it says the details of the car and it's the fact that it says passenger as presumed dead. Yeah, and we're just sat there like, how the fuck? Like, why are they presuming dead? And it doesn't then explain afterwards that blood and well, but he writes in the question why presumed dead? (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're just there like, what the fuck? Like. It's just the fact that, I love that you can have a computer but it's this, It's like he's asking questions as if it is like talking to someone Yeah. He just, why presume dead? <laughs> it's like, and you're sat there like were they trying to use computers to look more like technologically yeah. advanced in this film instead of just having a conversation where when they asked like a question on the phone to someone and they'd come back and said Um, this person presumed dead then if they'd ask the question why presume dead you might be like okay yeah that's a logical question (laughs) when you write it into a very old computer style where it's like why presume dead and it comes back like blood on the seats and stuff like that you're just like what?
1: what's and going it, on? It comes up like the Star Wars crawl. It literally does.
0: <laughs> it, it comes up slow bits at a time. Like that bit, I believe is, is what we used to have in terms of technology. But I was just there like, I don't think the technology was there in 1980 <laughs> to give you this kind of AI style feedback.
1: Why well, presume, that. That presume that? It was awesome. man.
0: Yeah. Um, it literally, yeah, it was just, I was just like, there's no way it works
1: like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Now to get to some of the points that I think were good in this film. Yeah. And did uh you know, did kind of I can see why it would be classed as a video nasty. And I think, you know, I could definitely see why people would think that this is, you know, a real kind of strong film. And you've obviously you've got it's quite a perverted film. It definitely Particularly particularly not so much in the in the kind of middle act, but no. during the opening act where we're in kind of taxi driver scorsese in New York City, um, you know, and we we see Bush and we see Tits and we see stuff like that. And then, you know, we get there are a couple of like, you know, piping scenes throughout, um, you know, we we see and we see an ass. We don't see the ass going up and down. We did we did <laughs> confirm that this guy's technique is to rock the boat side yeah, it's, to side. It's side, yeah. side. <laughs> He's rocking the boat. Um, so chance know. of seeing insertion, I believe, is no. the reason for that <laughs> I, uh, kind of yeah. <laughs> I don't believe you see full penetration, uh, but it's definitely implied. And um there's some other stuff which kind of kicked in. So obviously we've got the uh we've got the gore, which was quite Good. At first, I was like, "This film hasn't been that bloody," and then it got to like the end scene in particular.
0: The first kill is bloody. Yes, and then it we do literally wait until near the end of the film. Yeah. Like the final attack is when it actually feels bloody again. Although we have deaths in between that, they're mainly pretty bloodless. Yeah, or well, just
1: like still blood. Well, the first kill is uh, when. George, I keep on to call him George Tate, <laughs> where George, uh, George Tatum has left New York City. And I don't know what the state underneath New York City is. I don't know whether that is North Carolina, maybe. I don't know. Um,
0: I think we're we'll way, I think, I think that's way off.
1: <laughs> I don't know, because I think he's going to Florida. So he's... Yeah. But New
0: York and Florida are nowhere near each. Other. No, that's what I mean. That's why he's driving. <laughs> I was gonna say, like right up here, right down there, <laughs> We're
1: middle the middle, and then there. We're describing
0: like on a podcast using our fingers and showing, <laughs> like up here,
1: yeah. Um, so either way, I mean,
0: I, I, might, I might be, I might be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure it's like New York and then Washington DC and then yeah. I, let's yeah. not say our, our, yeah, our lack of knowledge true. of uh, geography here is probably astounding, people. But uh, yeah. it, we are we are not known for our uh, geography no. knowledge.
1: But he, he arrives at this bar as we have said, and uh, he's kind of sat there drinking, and then he leaves and then he notices the woman leaves and you know she's got a date we said it, we don't know because she was she had her glasses off and then the next scene she's driving she's got her glasses on nice to say that she's safety aware <laughs> but it would be nice to have some continuity of <laughs> on. um so he follows her back and then her her boyfriend or her date or whoever she was with calls her uh to make sure she's okay and uh she kind of goes down to to pick the phone up. And then when she gets back up or when she goes down, we see, uh, you know, George kind of smiling, maniacally manically. Uh, and wearing his, open, his shirt, open shirt, kind of sweaty,
0: like he, he tends to have a boy. costume change when he is the killer. Yeah. So when he's the killer schizophrenic version of George, he has this kind of full blown suit. He has this creepy kind of look. On his yeah. face. The shot is very good. I really like that shot where he yeah. stood behind her where he, you know, to, to slit her throat. Where you have him just there behind her, looking proper,
1: yeah, pro- proper dapper, looking he looks sad very dapper. <laughs> um, and then he kind of slits her throat with a knife, and it's 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 very, you know, early '80s exploitation close-up shot of what yeah. we're seeing. So we see the knife against her throat cutting. It opens. It gurgles, which is quite cool. I thought that was going to be the end of it. But then he kind of lays her down and, and kind of stabs her a couple of times. Well, it's the same shot though. It's, no, it's, it's the same shot. repeated several times. Is it? I yeah. thought it was slightly lower each one.
0: No, like the, the last one I thought might be lower, but I'm certain that the first literally the first, like the free stab, the main three stabs was literally like a like it was. Very, it was shot. very similar, also. it looked, uh, and there was no clear mark of any other stab, like as if it'd be repeated. But I wasn't sure if it was done as in like not to be like Four stabs, or if it was actually one stab, that yeah. he was having like the repeated feeling to link more to the sexual desire that he's maybe be getting from. So the he looks insertion. like he's nothing when he's Yeah, doing. that's what I mean. He looked like that, so it looked like he was more reliving the sensation as he stabbed it into her stomach kind yeah. of thing. That's Bust what that's what I thought it was. I thought it yeah. was that repeated. Like the last one did look a little bit lower to me, but the other ones literally looked like it was just the same shot, going yeah. get, like being repeated. So I thought it was more of a trying to show that he's almost get the pleasure of inserting that inside of her, gave her that he Maybe. wants that. You're getting like that repeated shot. Le- this Le- is when the film was intriguing. The film oh, was yeah. intriguing at this point. I was I was very drawn in. I was very like, okay, so we're following a kind of guy. He's unsta- He's mentally unstable he's kind of got a stalkish nature and there's more yeah. than one, there's the schizophrenia of more than one way, you know, which I know for some people is definitely a kind of a tr- like a trigger kind of thing. The,
1: the thing that it's they don't tricky, really yeah. like
0: using this is like the, the schizophrenia thing is a, a thing that's, very poorly used quite often in yeah, horror you can to show either, to see like, why or in a lot of not just in horror in a lot of things like a lot of TV shows yeah present schizophrenia as this very odd like look how many people I've got I've got like twenty people in my head yeah like, no, definitely. not quite kind of thing. But, um, but I think
1: given the I think given the the, given time, the period, time period
0: the, the, this no I'm not I'm not saying you know, for that time period I'm not. Uh, calling it out
1: for that yeah no but um i think it was a lot more
0: when it was much more like interesting but this is the thing though so we get the we get this first kill
1: yeah
0: but then there was a long stretch of just kind of following the the pranks of cj and the family and and it felt like we went a very long time with george kind of hiding behind things and hiding around places but not actually doing anything not actually killing anyone until we get the uh, the kill in the like the barn, the rundown kind of by the by the lake by the yeah. ocean kind of thing, like uh, where we get the, the girl go into the house who we were questioning yeah.
1: the age. Yeah, we were questioning the age. Right? <laughs> but then I, my kind of thing is that if you're old enough to be but then I'm gonna to to say something else. If you're old enough to be killed in a horror film, then you're probably of consenting age. <laughs> but then a child is killed the after. Next, the next, yeah,
0: there is a young child in the next scene who gets killed, gets so, killed um, so I don't know.
1: I think, I think
0: Rob's, rules are, yeah, rule. Rob's rules... Don't follow Rob's rules of sexual encounters, yeah. or else you may end up in a very bad situation. Yeah, don't follow them. Uh, but again... It's a taboo subject. We don't exactly. get so we don't get the girl is one thing where we expected to see her. I expected her to see. Her so back. did I. It felt like this. It felt like this film was going to be very exploitative in its nature. Yeah, it did. Expecting her, but all we get is her like on a chair with a rat on her arm, which is just a random thing. She looks like she's splattered in blood, but I couldn't see any trace of any wound anywhere on no. her body. She was tied up um it didn't really match with the rest any of the rest of the deaths in this film either yeah the way that she was this one sticks out like a sore front you know what i mean it, yeah it wasn't it, it wasn't full on we don't get to see it and also the whole tied up thing it just didn't match with anything else in this yeah. film um but the bit when the child dies obviously again like hers we hear it off we hear it off screen, but we yeah. hear like the child screaming and stuff. So again, that is another very taboo kind of. You get yeah. why a video nasties, when a lot of it was saying the the effects it could have on children and anything that was going to have a because to have a death of a child in the nineteen eighties is pretty common. taboo.
1: Though. No, not even common. now it's not as common. It's not as common now, but it's definitely
0: in the you know the the mid 2000s stuff when we've embraced the occasional yeah off the kiddie kind of thing. with like. The Exorcist, the beginning. I remember to have a quite vicious, like kid yeah. dies quite viciously in that, and obviously it has quite vicious. We've had them, but they're rare. They're still rare. They're anymore. still shocking. But back then, reason? I don't remember seeing it very often at all. Like I don't no. remember seeing many early of those horror films where I feel like that was always considered like don't you don't kill children. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even pets were like you could kill dogs, <laughs> but like they shouldn't be on screen yeah kid like this isn't on screen but you still hear the child screaming and stuff like that at one point like a little bit kind of thing and maybe if the sound was better maybe it would have made it more clearly But, um,
1: but th- yeah that
0: is so that is i could definitely see why that would be a banning kind of content for us. yeah and then the gore that follows
1: <laughs> so i mean we then get uh it kind of goes a little bit later where one of the kind of women comes back to babysit and then she get you know she's having a bit of pipe, which is the 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 rock of the boat as we mentioned, and then as he's kind of as her, as her kind of boyfriend is trying to find his way through the dark room, he's garroted with um kind of barbed wire, which yeah. is a fucking it's a brutal way to die, I reckon. It is, you know. Yeah, is it? Just, does he
0: just get
1: the the? He just gets the, the garrote. Is this because, because there's no extra? No, because no? we get the you know we get the garrote, and then she uh, her her. The, she the gets pretty violent,
0: like hers is probably yeah. mo- like one of the most violent I think of the me at the end.
1: But it's, it's the very weird bit of this film is that once George gets to the house, um, which obviously maybe you're supposed to be aware that it's his, you know, it's his wife and it's his kids. I don't know. The but, line at
0: the end makes me feel like it wasn't though. That was the only thing. Like the fact yeah. that she's so like shocked, and it kind of pays up the music. It, it definitely played it like it was. Like, yeah. Oh, it is yeah. it's his family.
1: But um, he, you know, CJ throughout the film had been using this kind of weird. Like puppet to kind of spook. It's like a Zoltan kind of. It has glowing eyes
0: at one point, and we think it's the one that we think it was the one that came off the roof. Yeah, there's a scene where he scares the babysitter with it. prior in the film. Um, so she thinks
1: it's him in a
0: puppet costume yeah, when
1: he comes up. but actually it's George who's wearing this mask and wearing this suit, and then... And, like, yeah, it's a weird Sultan Iranian dictator. It's a very odd one. When she starts, once he starts just having that mask and we start following him for, like,
0: the rest of the film in just that mask, it becomes a very odd, like... You're looking at yeah. it, it's very weird to look at it because you're just kind of looking like... Some weird choice of mask. It's, it's really strange and I don't really get the link kind of because he has a very creepy face and yeah. that was actually working really well in the earlier scenes is when he was crazy. He had this crazy freaking face. Yeah,
1: and the actor was good.
0: Yeah, it, so that was, it was kind of an odd choice to suddenly yeah. go, I'm going to put a mask on it and again, it felt like a very it did feel like a very kind of Taking those late seventies, eighties ho- other horror films, and go you know, like we have to have a mask. Yeah. it needs to be there, like That's, yeah, like you said, didn't. But then that. he has this kind of I don't know what it is. Pickaxe, not pickaxe. It's like bigger than that. Yeah, it's,
1: it's like a rock pick. Or yeah, a, I thought it was like a claw hammer maybe. Yeah, because there's a hammer edge and then there's a sharper edge. But either way, he you know he kind of he starts digs attacking it into her everything. hand. Yeah, into her arm, do.
0: which goes quite deep, and you kind of see the blood like protruding out, and some kind of white stuff kind of pours out as well. At one yeah. Time. And then he just starts tearing into her back, and you see the holes appear as he hits her yeah. one by one, and you see the holes and the blood, and that that's quite cool to see all of those parts. Yeah, like, that was a cool. That one. was quite a kind of cool death. That one. Um, just just ahead, just as we'd we kind of gone past that one, but but it was something else that was a kind of um, that I pointed out several times in a kind of more of a negative of the, of this film is that. I've got to admit, there were definitely a lot of scenes where I said to you, like, I feel like this almost isn't even scripted. Yeah, Like, they've literally of... just told, like, the parent, like, you had scenes with CJ's mum and her and her, her boyfriend kind of thing. Um,
1: some George Harrison looking motherfucker. Yeah, uh, he looks like George <laughs> Harrison. Doesn't he? uh, and he's just smoking weed, laying pipe. That's like... That's his character. his character. Uh, but,
0: um, we get scenes with, like, them where they're talking and you kind of feel like there's no, like, there's no structure to it. like They've just no. been told to go off. But the one that's most felt very odd and, again, felt like they don't understand how police or anything work was the one <laughs> when they dragged CJ down to see his friend's dead body yes. and the police officer's asking him questions. And yet the questions seem so, like, as if the actors really stood there trying to think of, right, what do I say next? Like, it's like looking at the actor. Yeah. Who's the policeman going, what would a policeman say next? Like, at the scene, like do you where have you been what do you do like were you there like where are your friends and it's the fact that you've got this entire crowd of people and then you've got this boy and they're literally like look at this dead body this is your dead friend here lying in front of this whole crowd i'm going to interrogate you in front of this whole crowd
1: (laughs) it's so out of place
0: except i'm a policeman and i don't really quite seem to know what i'm meant to do as a policeman so i'm just going to say words like questions like what were you doing here people saw you at the scene what are you doing this is your friend's dead body, his cold corpse. Why don't you put your hands on it? Look in his mouth. Look at his cold, dead eyes. Put your hands all over his body. This is his penis. This so <laughs> you know weird. I mean? isn't it? like,
1: so it's so such
0: weird. a weird ass scene. Like it seems like they're trying to blame him. And Mum's taking him down. And again, Mum's fucking horrible, by the way. Mum is terrible. yeah. Mom. She is a terrible mum to the, like to him, even if he's a
1: little shit. She's an absolute. She snake. constantly
0: just screams at him,
1: shouts yeah. at him, and then just neglects the whole ch- all of the children. And then she wonders why the, the end twist is not fact like that he's going to be a murderer. And it's like, you wonder why.
0: Yeah. You're why? You, you've been in absolute
1: that? shit. Yeah. Um,
0: and you allow him to be to like, just to stare at his dead friend's body and be like, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do that. Um, but yeah, that was one thing that just while we were at that kind of area of the film it was just, it was so, there were so many scenes of this film that just felt inconsistent, overly long shots. Yeah. and. Generally, just a lack of things. So it's definitely for me. Like I know we've said, like some people really love its film, but I don't completely see how you can certain parts of this because there's just such structural problems in this film, like yeah. scripting problems and structural problems. It feels a little bit like porn. It <laughs> like does. it feels yeah. like someone I believe that he was a porn director because it feels <laughs> like he's got the storytelling of a porn
1: director. Yeah, it feels like he was like in in porn. He'd be like, all right, just say whatever and then get fuck it. and that police, this that police officer would totally fit in a porn film where
0: they're not giving any script. They're basically just, right, stand there and pretend exactly. to be a policeman while this guy bangs in
1: front of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and everyone's got a moustache as well. Exactly, it, yeah. yeah.
0: So, like, basically, he set it up like a porn scene, you know, <laughs> except instead of it being, like, a, a dead child there, it would have been, like, some naked woman who's dead and now he's like, and now this hot guy's going to bang her corpse. Yeah, <laughs> That's my it's porn. It's <laughs> a bit weird,
1: isn't it? It is very... It's It has, like... It, it feels like it has a, a free flow that you often get in kind of Italian horrors yeah. and those European films. But, and I guess maybe it's because that's the style of it, maybe, but it does seem at points it's almost like it, they were the loose bones of a script. They were like, yeah. Do something around this, you know. Oh, we need to talk about CJ's pranks. All right, you got two or three minutes. Yeah, let's do something. You know, it has a thing. It weird, did. It felt reason.
0: like they had a concept, and it felt like it did. It did again feel like they were constantly looking at other films and going, "Oh, we should add that in." Now. Yeah. Well, actually, the the beginning, as I said, in the stalker kind of part of it, where he's going. Oh yeah, that was interesting. Wherever he's going, that was interesting. But it is definitely in this middle part where we don't actually have a lot of death so it can't even be one where we're like oh there's loads of gore and death in the middle because the middle there is a long stretch without barely anything of him mainly just kind of standing around and looking like he's a about to bust a nut, yeah. You know, I mean, like, like while people are walking by the cupboard, but quite like closets and stuff like that. Yeah. But you're quite often there. Like you understand that, I guess that he's there, like trying to fight his inner demons. Like yeah. the scene when we get all when we had CJ picking up all of the drugs off the floor because yeah. he dropped them all. Which again, I was like, in shag carpet, I don't know how he noticed them. But the main <laughs> thing was, me and Rob were basically just there. Like, is he going to eat them all, like candy? He's <laughs> just going to like take those drugs and just put them in his mouth. And CJ's quite annoying. So I was kind of like, I, I, I want to see where that goes. I want to see we... him, I want to see him just mouth those yeah. maybe with a side of vodka. In. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <There> <laughs> see are... where this film goes. There are things that definitely make sense after we know that he's his dad. Because there's scenes yeah, yeah, where there we see him, you know, we see George in his flasher jacket kind of following CJ. And it's yeah. very like knowing that he's, you know, he's his daddy. It's kind of like that actually makes sense. Yeah. but whilst we're watching it it's just a bit like
0: again yeah it, it is one of those ones it is like a lot of these things make sense so if that was then it's just it's just the fact that we're reviewing off of a bad copy yeah, and that's... therefore we're kind of we're a bit lost on the plot um Otherwise that would have made more sense. It, I'm not saying it would have fixed certain problems, yeah. film, but it would have made a lot of the stuff make more sense to us of why he's going home, where he's going home. Yeah. But it's the fact that no one seemed to really have a clue of where he'd be going or what he'd be doing that made us kind of assume that nobody actually knows the reason. And it felt like it was constantly like going around this idea of what is his history and who is he and why is he traveling? And yeah. it does feel like the whole film was going to point towards that So. I don't know, maybe it was revealed earlier, but yeah, it does make a lot more stuff make sense. And with CJ and the fact that CJ doesn't get killed earlier on, yeah, kind of thing, you know what I mean, kind of gives you an idea. Like he has the prank where we think he gets stabbed by him, but actually, he was just being a naughty little prankster, yeah, you know. Um, but
1: uh, but I mean, just to jump to the end, I guess,
0: I think, yeah, jump because yeah. Uh, we were talking about the deaths and the gore, and that's why I was saying like a lot of them are towards the end. We've kind of already started the end with the yeah. babysitter. Um but, but we've we, we we kind of talked we've kind of talked about a bit about the but what about that? Like the flash, the, the, the going around the house is one thing, but yeah, well, there was, was just a weird, it was kind of quite strange with the guns and the shooting. But what about the flashback? Well,
1: it starts with the chasing around the house. Yeah. So, you know, we see George kind of wearing this, you know, Iranian dictator mask and this weird suit, and he's chasing CJ, and then you know, CJ just you know runs upstairs and finds a revolver. And as um, as George is trying to break the door down, and he's saying you don't understand, you don't understand. Um, he just starts unloading into him. I thought he was gonna, you know, he gets him with six shots. I thought we were gonna get I shot him six times yeah. you know, like Lewis, but we didn't. Um he keeps getting back, he, he keeps going, right? Like, well, he
0: keeps going, but the boy's got a good shot. He gets him in the gut, like almost the same area of the gut, like yeah. several times.
1: And then you know the final is that you know when he goes, he he goes and he grabs a shotgun and he blasts him in the stomach and he and he kind of blasts him in the leg or the lower stomach and we see like a decent hole being blown into into George and then as George kind of falls down the stairs dies, we see the flashback which you know I don't I don't know if the flashback's supposed to be a twist I don't know so it's very clear that this nightmare that George is having is something that he's done. Yeah. Um, so we get this, you know, flashback, but we see it all play out where George comes home in his little, like, white, strange, like, white cotton like, outfit. I don't where the
0: fuck he's coming from as a child. Oh, mate. <laughs> yeah. A little place to go to his little barbershop quartet. Yeah. <laughs> I <he> was <laughs> so
1: weird. And then, he, you know, he, he hears the sound of love making. He goes upstairs. He sees his, his dad tied up, with uh, with a, a gimp mask on, and, and you know, on the job with his mistress, who's giving him, who's giving him some, slaps. Giving him some slaps, bloody yeah. slaps. Um, we, I, don't get me wrong, man. If I walked in and I saw my dad. In a gimp mask tied to a bed, I yeah, I'd be freaked out, but I don't think I'd go and I'd get an axe. Yeah, there's and like a I'd, long stroll yeah. down all the way, it is. The, it's a long yeah. stroll down, and then he gets um, he gets an axe, he decapitates a woman in two fell swoops, which yeah. is pretty fucking pretty bad. That's pretty, yeah, to be that's fair, pretty the cool.
0: costume looked pretty cool when he's got the blood covering, yeah, like, spired on him. Like, well, it's this weird, bit costume is very, very bloody,
1: cool. yeah. Once we see, we see the decapitation. We see the head roll off um, and we see you know, there's a good close-up shot of the, the head with the blood pumping yeah. and kind of moving. It looks beautiful and there's blood everywhere. And then he kind of gets up on the bed and he just, you know, he goes one swing down into daddy's face. Which is another great kind of Uh, great kill and then as he pulls it out it's a a very
0: Friday the 13th um, and Savini that will come to it
1: yeah it's very it is you know it's very good Um, and there's a lot of blood there and before the the last third act i was like oh it wasn't actually really that bloody yeah. but then you know seeing this scene was made up for most scene of made part. up for it because
0: yeah. like it's the fact that you get the, the you get a shot where it goes into his face yeah then you get like a still shot of it actually on in his the face, face. where it, they've kind of added it to the actual person yeah um but
1: then you get this kind of bubbling good blood splat yeah, yeah and then you see the blood coming out which is really good yeah. um and then we get the reveal, you know, when the police have Georgia's body outside. We then get the reveal that, you know, she shouts, "It's my husband!" And then it cuts to CJ in the in the car. He looks at the camera and he gives a little cheeky wink.
0: It looks like a little devilish. Boy. Looks like, like we devilish see, boy. Well, we see his father, and then we see him yeah. in this kind of his
1: father looking
0: in the mirror and that kind of
1: yeah, yeah, and and because of the volume, because of the how bad the sound editing was, when she said, It's my husband, we both went, What? Yeah, because exactly. I was like, <laughs> how is he gonna Where how's the he fuck is this coming from? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, maybe if I go back. And I find a copy on streaming that has fixed audio issues. Yeah, it might explain it, and I might enjoy the film because the sound level and stuff. It definitely
0: again gave us that
1: idea that that
0: was like a twist. Because it also makes sense. Like again, the twist because that's why he's got the mask on purely to hide his face because his son would recognize who he was if he didn't have the mask. on.
1: Yeah. So So
0: again, like we know what. So we know why the mask was on. A terrible choice of mask, as is. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But we know why the mask was on. But again, it like, I don't know. It just it it did it just more, more felt like uh, ah we just need to add a twist here like kind yeah. of thing. We need to add it in if that was the case. Um, um, but yeah, so like the special effects include like improve and the, the gore. Like the film itself is you know. It's fine. It has some kind of good gore bits, but again, we're we're here to talk about the video nasties and the kind yeah. of the interesting part of the background. And I think before we delve into that, while we're on the gore, I think the the Savini of it all is, yeah. is to be the first thing we kind of touch upon.
1: Which is which is interesting because whilst I was also researching into the uh, into the DVDs and just the kind of a, bit, a little bit of the background, they mentioned that. Um, like Tom Savini was basically. Uh, we saw the original trailer that was yeah. on the DVD. You can and find it, that on YouTube. I've you it, it, on YouTube. it. Yeah, and one of the main marketing points is um, it literally it shows some of the some of the film, and then it says something to from the minds
0: that brought you Dawn of the Dead, or it says
1: from the you know from the yeah from the from the man who brought you yeah. Dawn of the Dead and Friday the Thirteenth. Tom effects by Tom Savini. Yeah. Um.
0: But which, it, it makes yeah. it, it makes it sound. It almost, makes it, sound it almost makes it sound because that's the only person mentioned in the trailer. It literally it almost makes it sound like this is a film made by Tom by Savini. Tom Savini.
1: Yeah. And when and looking at it, you could be tricked into thinking it was Tom. There Savini.
0: is an asterisk. Yeah. next To special effects by Tom Savini. Yeah. So they have they've thought about it, but it's the fact it's such a major part of that trailer to yeah. sell it and also link it to Dawn of the Dead and Friday the 13th is you, you can
1: understand
0: why the rest of the controversy that followed this kind of would
1: play out. Well, I mean, Tom Savini kind of threatened to assume because he said that he wasn't involved in this at all. Um, I think Tom Savini's kind of idea or Tom Savini's side of the story was that he went, uh, he went on to the kind of initial, Casting, or he went on to the initial kind of stuff. Um, and he gave a bit of like a a bit of consultation basically, like if you wanted to do it, maybe you should do it this way, uh, maybe you should light it this way, that kind of stuff. But and then he introduced um, uh, Romano Scavellini to Ed French, who I think did pretty much most of the prosthetic effects and crafted the dummies and that sort of stuff, however. There, you know, every I think so. Um, Scavellini himself kind of insisted that actually there were pictures of you on the set and that you were there and you oversaw a lot of it. Yeah, he tried to push that he did a lot more than Tom
0: Savini will ever admit. There, there are even I've because I have even said when I was researching, I've even seen quotes where Tom Savini basically tried to imply that he basically would never even like he was barely not even part of it at all, like he's not even anywhere near it. That's kind of why they had to back it up with no, we have we have photo evidence of you being on set because he was yeah. basically trying to say like he never even stepped onto the set at some point in time for Sabini, like to try and say, like, I wasn't part of that film, oh, yeah, that just made it up completely, like, I was never because he has a faith, like he has. Said several times about the fact that he'd like basically played almost no part at all in this film. Um, yeah, and maybe didn't he didn't want to play part in this
1: room, yeah. Well, maybe you know, he he was genuinely there for like a day or two, yeah, well, like right. looking because they, I think you wouldn't just sign on straight away. So he probably went, saw what they had, maybe, yeah, and then met. And they probably said, This is what I want to do, and he said, Okay, maybe if you want to do that, you should do it this way. Um, and maybe you should have this kind of lighting. I'm not interested in doing it, maybe, because I think, you know, this same year, I think he did... I think he did... Uh, Prowler? He did the Prowler and yeah. he did uh, Friday the 13th. And he was hugely
0: involved in Prowler so And the Burning. Imagine. Yeah, so,
1: so I can't really believe
0: yeah. he really had the time too anyway. To do it. yeah so he might have been at a very con- but he was pretty much the biggest thing in special effects right then wasn't he yeah he was so he, he, he was would have been shit. yeah he would have been the, the one the go-to guys especially for this kind of horror yeah. um so he probably consulted on quite a lot of films kind of thing but yeah. for some of them like this he might have just been like basically this is what you've got this is who you should hire that's it yeah so not actually making any of them just saying you should hire this guy he knows what he's doing what you've got here. This looks good. That's it. I'm done. Yeah. Give me my money. I've been <laughs> here for a day. I'm out. Yeah. And there's them taking pictures. Like, why are you taking pictures of me? Yeah. <laughs> no reason. We just want a picture so that we can say, he made the film. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just a really confused picture of yeah. Tonsavini, like half walking away.
0: Yeah. He's like that, or at his hotel room, like, what? <laughs> yeah, like half asleep. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. But I think, so is, I mean it's fair. That's really that's an interesting, interesting idea,
0: kind of part, yeah. but to the um to, to get to the, the major part of our video nasties is the fact that I've kind of sold this as like like when I said to Rob when I kind of found this one, I was like, This is the this is the this is almost like the the big event of video nasties because this is like out of all of the films that were made within the video at area uh, era, most of them pretty much ended up with nothing more than you're going to have to edit this down. You're going to have to take some scenes out. You're going to have to cut some scenes. Yeah. You're going to have to think about this or we're just not going to release it. And therefore yeah. it'll end up on video and then it'll be a black market kind of thing. But this is actually the first one to get a conviction yeah. off of what happened.
1: So... Um... The, the only one, sorry, to get the, the only one. This is the only one that got the conviction. So I think it, I believe it may have had a uh, cinematic release and that was slightly censored. But then um, somebody called David Hamilton Grant uh, went on to distribute it and he refused to cut a single minute or a single second from the film. Yeah. Um, so basically it had been released kind of quite heavily cut and then he basically, <laughs> he, he like, got a copy with it in and then released it kind of direct to video as video nasties are yeah um and he got i tried to find out and he went back you, and put all that back in well, yeah went out and put it back in which i, I got respect <laughs> um and i heard i could see anywhere from six months to 18 years 18 months i think so it I was an
0: 18 month conviction but he served six, six months amazing. i think
1: and, I mean, David Hamilton Grant sounds like an interesting character anyway. I mean, so apparently he, he, uh, he'd been, been a porn producer during the 1960s and 70s. Um, tracks. Yeah, tracks given this. <laughs> um, and then in kind of 1980, 1981, he created World of Video 2000 distribution. Uh, one of the things that he did was he found out that there was a delay in ET being distributed over here. So he uh, repackaged like some horror, some alien horror film, as uh, something along the lines of like a pun on ET being <laughs> to just drive sales up. But then he got threatened to be sued, yeah, so he stopped it. Um, but an interesting thing is he later died in 1991, um, and they suspect that he was involved in a contract killing. So he sounds, he sounds. He sounds
0: like he was in some bad circles. Kind it of. sounds thing. like a
1: London swindler. Which I quite.
0: F- I feel like, yeah, I do feel like maybe it was. I feel like there was more to it than just necessarily that he got the full prosecution just because of
1: this. That, yeah.
0: Just because of that one. If you say what I mean, like just because of that one thing. But it also kind of sounds like he's the kind of guy that they, that the courts would want to make an example of, probably from yeah. everyone. Like this guy is already an asshole. So, a lot of other people who like, they've done this one bad thing once, then they'd be like, nah, but they're like, this guy's track record. Yeah, this guy's going, this guy we're going to put away because he's constantly selling back market, black market kind of uh, level of content and stuff like that. But then it it pushed up the price of this actual film on the black market.
1: Yeah. So, I, I mean, did you, how much did you hear it went for?
0: I would, I was I I to be fair again I'd heard lots of I'd heard I'd heard it was selling by £100 a hundred pound a
1: tape yeah so, and I just did a little research and that is uh, today if we account to inflation and all that shit that accounts to four hundred and fifty three pounds and three. Pennies, <laughs> which is expensive for a, for a video, isn't it? <laughs> but
0: just to be able to see, see a film, it's the, to be fair. I'd I would say like if there was no way to get it, and they were saying it's banned, and you can't see this, and things like. That, I think a film would go possibly even more than that nowadays. I figure mm-hmm. on like you yeah. see, you've seen some stupid shit go for a couple of grand on Mac, like yeah, when, uh, what like certain things, like when they said they were never going to sell for certain things at McDonald's, they someone spent like twenty five grand to get like a I don't know some kind of muck nugget or something, like, <laughs> or the <laughs> final muck rib or yeah, szechuan sauce, szechuan like sauce. They kept the muck rib. They literally spent literally thousands of pounds on yeah. this kind of thing. So I imagine if someone said this is like. They sold it as, like like the trailer tries to sell it as, like, this is the greatest horror film ever made, but you can't see it. Yeah. Then basically I think some people would have lost their shit and gone like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll drop I'll drop 10 grand to see this film, to be yeah. the only person in the world <laughs> who's seen this film. <laughs> Even though at the same time he'd probably say, yeah, I'll sell it to you for 10 grand, and then be down a back alley going, yeah, I'll give you 10 grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I mean, let's be honest, it's not the... Uh... It's not the greatest horror film there is. I mean, it's, I feel like it's... Of out of video, a lot yeah. of the
0: video, like this... this, I don't know, if I'm compared. Out of all of the video, I don't know, where would you put this of the four that we've done for Video Nasties?
1: I would... Pr- I mean, I'd, I would probably put it controversial. I'd probably put it above Last House on the left. I don't think this is... A, I don't think this is, a, is anywhere quite near the burning... Um, I think the the burning, whilst it's in similar kind of contrast, it did have a uh, midsection that dragged a little bit. I I actually think the burning was pretty well made. And it was a pretty good film. A film. Um and yes and some of the some of the gore in that was, was awesome. Um and Evil Dead I don't I, I don't think is anywhere. Evil Dead know.
0: is the best one there's no but yeah. it's the best of all of these. It's, I
1: mean it's probably we have got 72 to
0: work through. Um, we have got 72 to work through. So we we've got plenty. I've just saying. Yeah. At least, these. I, ones, this yeah. one this one for me. This is this is the bottom of. This is uh, I mean, con- very controversial because I think it is "Last House on the Left" is a far better made film than this film. Is. It
1: is, but I and this, I think
0: you know? that, I, I think the "Last House of the Left" has more of a cultural impact than this would ever have. Yeah, you know, I think. But um, yeah, out of those ones we've kind of covered so far, but this one had the biggest impact in a culture way of the fact that it's one of those first cases where which really pushed up the price of how much they would sell films for the, the black market boomed with this film, the amount of money that they were selling it for, for people to get it because they were selling it in such a way. And they were using lies like the Tom Savini ones. They were using things that had like gone around the same time as like when films like the exorcist was banned and stuff like that. They used all of that kind of hype. In, eight, in in the early 80s of like the ones that had been in the late 70s that had like not been allowed to access they used all that hype to build this into you've got to go and see this one this is exploitative this is big but also this one plays into out of all of the films we've watched so far this plays into the two things that were just banned and not available at the time porn and horror yeah and it has both. It's it's, it done. has it has levels of both, where people can watch this one to to get their their tits and ass, and also watch this one to get their gore. Yeah. So it was all in one place, you know. It like there's more chance that they'd be like, oh, this is this is the one that has the tits and ass as well as the gore. Yeah. It's so you'll want on this one. So they'll be like, ah, oh, between this and evil, then they'd probably go that nice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you,
1: it, this film would be easier to beat off to. <laughs> you know, if I was in the mood to beat off to a film, then I, out of the four or five we've got, uh, this would probably be the choice for the beat off film. But I don't think it is the best one, but it does have that really interesting kind of impact when we're looking at video nasties. Um, and video nasties is just a really interesting kind of part of British horror history, you know?
0: Yeah it's it's definitely um it's definitely interesting. I, I was very drawn in by the story of this. You know, I, I think there is even even more that kind of builds in. And there are other, other of course, this isn't the the peak of video nast. There are other films that had impacts in different kinds of yeah. ways. But it's just the fact that this one had that conviction, that prosecution yeah. for a guy that sounded like he probably deserved more yeah. <laughs> than what he got. <laughs> but however long he served, it sounds like he was in some bad dealings anyway. It he does to get himself. Well, possibly contract contract,
1: (laughs) And if we die in mysterious instances. If you don't know where, it's because we've revealed this information. (laughs) Um, But no, uh, we hope you've enjoyed today's look at Nightmares in a Damaged Brain from 1981 and kind of another dip into our video nasties. They're always fun to watch for us, and they're always fun to talk about. So as always, if you could hit the subscribe button so you get the episodes as soon as they're released and leave us a lovely review, it would be really helpful. Come and let us know what you thought of nightmares in a damaged brain over on Twitter and Instagram at CMTHpodcast, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.